0: good morning good afternoon or good evening welcome to the authentic conversation in this podcast myself and my good friend Farouz we sit down on zoom and we have a conversation about an interview that we both watched the interview was with a woman called Esther Perel and the topic was all about why couples fight a very interesting conversation So the aim of this podcast is that we help you learn some of the more advanced phrases, some of the expressions and the words that are said in this interview. This is not the full conversation between the two of us. If you want the full conversation, go to our respective YouTube channels and you will see the conversation which is over one hour long. I would strongly recommend, number one, listening to this podcast, and then number two, watching the Esther Perel interview. Link in the description. So right now, your job is simple. Sit back, relax, and practice your listening. Expand your English. And most of all, enjoy.
1: We are going to go over the words and expressions from this video that people are gonna watch. So before that, in order to practice some, we're gonna do a little game together. I'm gonna ask you questions, you're gonna ask me questions, and I'll win, right?
0: I don't know about that.
1: I don't don't think so. I've been practicing a lot (laughs)
0: now, I haven't. Oh,
1: really? (laughs) No, no,
0: no, not a lot, not a lot. But I do have some notes taken, so. I do too. Oh, you got way more notes than me. (laughs) Oh
1: really? Okay. So, no, these are from, like, some of it is from another video.
0: So, like, it's a really cool video. Everything about it is, um, a lot of fun. And I find some of the things she said were really interesting. And there was an early phrase that she used to describe something that is really, really important. And she describes it without saying, like, this is very important. She has a three word phrase to let you know that this thing, this noun, is like one of the most important things that you need.
1: Is this word also a modal verb part of the expression? Is it also a modal verb?
0: Yes, indeed. It
1: is a must?
0: Absolutely, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Yay. sighs> okay so when we to say something is a must it means it's necessary it's really important it's something that you should definitely have uh, a lot of times when you want to suggest something right
0: yeah it's like something super important that you must do that you must have that you must try like if you're going to ireland i'm gonna tell you drinking guinness it's a must you know you ha- when you go there you need to try it you need to listen to the local music it's a must
1: great example. I'll listen to you. Oh yeah,
0: absolutely. You must.
1: I'm looking for this adjective that could have different meanings. It starts with an I. I'm going to give you this hint. Okay. And sometimes it means strong. Okay. So if I say "Mm, feelings, it means strong feelings. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it means passionate.
0: Ah.
1: Full of energy.
0: And could it also mean an extreme?
1: Exactly. Strong, extreme. Like something if I say. Super
0: strong, the- something super mm-hmm. strong, something super extreme, I would have to say intense. Awesome. Boom.
1: Fantastic. So intense feelings, intense emotions.
0: There's so many ways to use that. So mm-hmm. many ways, like we could use it negatively to describe a person and positively.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, he's a very intense person, I can only speak to him for five minutes at a time.
1: Yes, if you use it positively, it also means energetic, right? Yes. Full of energy, like full of passion and positive energy.
0: Well, he's an intense uh, rugby player, he's an intense politician, she's an intense mm-hmm. athlete. And that just means that they're like really, really into it. No joking when they're doing it. They're dead Mm -hmm. serious. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Right. Your turn. All right. Um, This is... Well, I want to talk... When we talk about it, I want to talk about the word family around it because it's really interesting. And this is a word beginning with B, which is like... To argue, very similar to argue, very similar to complain, 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 complain. Like someone who always points out the negatives. If you do something, I'm gonna complain about it. I don't care if you did it right or wrong. I'm still going to complain and find something wrong. Bicker. Bicker, absolutely. So to bicker is the verb. Mm -hmm. And I mm-hmm. thought it was so interesting when she spoke about it. And yes. she spoke about people who bicker and bickering mm-hmm. as a whole in general. And oh, it just like, it, it made me think back to the past about like people I know in school that used to bicker about things. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess even today, even today, with the way everything is going on, a lot of people are bickering yes. about these minor issues.
1: Yes, it's a horrible yeah. habit, I think. People keep complaining and nagging and finding fault with everything, and they always have something. And you always want a partner in that bickering process, right? So if you keep complaining and no one ever says anything, then sometimes it helps you just to zip it. But then sometimes you see two people, you know, this person keeps complaining and the other person keeps nagging, and it goes on and on forever. And it's, uh,
0: can you imagine how miserable? those people must feel who bicker about everything. Cause I, I, there's always a person, we all know someone who just mm. always complains about something, no matter how good it is. And then I'm thinking mm. your life must be miserable. If all you can see is forever a negative, you know? I
1: know. I know. Yeah. So related to that, because she used this very beautiful phrase, I think to describe that. I think I'm giving you too much hint here, but it's okay. So she describes bickering as something, as this phrase. So there's this word in the middle of it that is an adjective that means long-term, continuous, something that's, that's non-stop. Yes. It starts with a C.
0: It starts with a C and it ends in a C.
1: Yay. Chronic. <laughs> awesome. There is
0: so many <laughs> layers to this word chronic.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So if we use it for illnesses, what's that
0: layer? Um, if you have a chronic illness, it is an illness that will not go away. For example, chronic pain. And uh, chronic pain must be pain that you have for, I'm pretty sure it's like, is it a year or something, before they can officially diagnose it as chronic pain, I believe. Okay.
1: Did you say eight years?
0: No, a year, a year. A year, okay. So I I remember I had a lot of injuries and I had an illness when I was younger and my left leg had severe chronic pain for about two or three years. Just every day it would hurt. And then the chronic is just nonstop. Mm -hmm. So if someone says they have a chronic illness or they have a chronic pain in their shoulder or something, that just means it's a nonstop pain around the clock. It almost becomes part of you.
1: Mm -hmm. There is this also synonym that starts with R. We'll say rel... I don't know. (laughs) You do. Relent... Relentless.
0: Relentless. Did
1: I tell you? There
0: we go. So if
1: you say something is relentless or unrelenting also, it means it's nonstop, it happens. So she calls bickering low-intensity... Yeah. Chronic, what? What was the other one?
0: Chronic- what was the other one? Uh, Warfare. Warfare.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a very beautiful way of describing it, isn't it? I like guess it you're is, in, the, in a constant um, state of war.
0: Yeah. And it's like, as she said, low impact, low intensity. And it's like, you're mm-hmm. not going for the knockout blow. You're never trying to eliminate the person. But you're just letting them know you're picking away at them, bicker, bicker, mm-hmm. taking away like a bird eating a carcass or something. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's eat away at their energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So it's your turn.
0: All right. So I mean there's a lot here that I love and I'm just trying to have a look. There's like some phrases I heard that I think are very important for today that I think are like very um very um relevant. For a lot of arguments that happen today, and this is a, it's actually three words altogether, okay so when you're arguing with a person or when you're in dialogue with a person, generally speaking, you talk, I talk, you talk, I talk, you talk, I talk, and we continue the conversation and you know we listen to each other, and our response should change based on what the other person says. Now one thing she mentions is that in an argument. Some people won't listen. They'll just be doing something else. Mm -hmm. What will they be doing instead of listening to that person?
1: So, does it mean that they're not listening, or does it have another specific meaning? So, it just means they're not listening?
0: In this case here, it basically means that whilst you're talking, I'm concentrating on something different to what you're actually saying. I'm like, I'm paying you face value. I'm not paying you 100% attention when I should be and I'm making something. What am I making?
1: Okay. Okay. So let me think. Does it mean that I'm preparing to answer to what you're saying?
0: Very, I'm trying very, to kind very,
1: of rationalize.
0: Close. Okay. So close. Don't say okay. answer. Change answer. <laughs> You're preparing something. What are mm-hmm. you preparing?
1: What does it start with?
0: It starts with an R. R, and okay. It's like a counter so, argument.
1: A mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: rebuttal. Yes. 100% okay. true. Mm-hmm. So the phrase was um, preparing the rebuttal. And I found. Go on.
1: The verb for rebuttal is to rebut, right? So if you rebut something, you try to refute it. You try to say no, it didn't happen. um, Ignore it and say it didn't happen.
0: Yeah, you're counter-arguing them. You're you see Mm -hmm. their point, and you're going to show them why their point is wrong. That's the rebuttal.
1: Exactly.
0: And Mm -hmm. what I liked about what she was saying about it and I feel it is very relevant today is that so many times people will be having arguments or they'll be talking or even just friends hanging out together. And it's just like, Oh, I can't wait to make my point in their head. All they're thinking is I got a great point. Can't wait to make my point. Yeah. She said something cool, but I'm going to say something way cooler. And it's always like that. And it's just, it almost kills the conversation very fast. Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. That's another really bad habit that I'm a lot of times guilty of, you know? Sometimes when someone is talking, instead of really listening and wanting to answer, you're just thinking in your head, what point do I want to make next? Yeah. No? Okay. So let's go to the next one. There's this noun that she uses. She's talking about fights and the right way of fighting and the bad way of fighting. She says the wrong way to fight is to let this happen. So this word that should not happen, it, it happens in a bad fight, means when something gets out of hand, really intensifies, it heightens, it mm-hmm. intensifies, and it becomes worse. Okay. You can you can give me the verb, or you can give me the the noun. The verb means when, for example, we are fighting, and then it constantly gets worse and worse.
0: Yes. It kind
1: of like heightens into a level of crisis sometimes. It
0: gets out of control very fast.
1: Mm -hmm. It gets out of control very fast.
0: Something is calm at first, and then it just gets more intense, and it gets scarier, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden you realize you're in way too deep. Yes. To escalate
1: exactly yes. You're very smart
0: that so, is a really good one to escalate mm-hmm.
1: and the noun is
0: escalation mm-hmm.
1: okay great so some we say escalation into something Escalate into something else right and yeah. into as um the preposition that we use with it I mean, so it's your turn
0: all right, this is a phrasal verb. After you get very angry, you need to take a break. You know, you need to relax. You need to calm down. You need to... What is the phrasal verb?
1: Cool down.
0: Cool, change down.
1: Um, cool out.
0: Nope, not out.
1: Did we say cool out?
0: i never heard it before in my life. Yep.
1: <laughs> we just did.
0: First time So
1: to cool down or to cool to cool down, to cool up, to cool away, to cool into, to cool... Is it a preposition?
0: It is a preposition.
1: Okay. To cool up. What is does it, it start with?
0: I'm 90% sure. Now you got me wondering. Hold on. <laughs> Now I'm worried. About whether it's a preposition or not? Yes.
1: What does it start with? Oh. 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 Mm. To cool off. Of course yes. it's a preposition. What's wrong with my head?
0: <laughs> I was wondering what's going on here.
1: <gasps> to cool off. Yes. Yes, right so we say
0: to cool off and I thought that was pretty good because like one, it is so hot in Canada right now. Well, okay, for me it's pretty hot. For you, I'm sure it's a cakewalk, but anything above 20 is pretty hot for an Irishman. So I need to drink a lot of water to cool off.
1: Okay, great. So to cool off, sometimes physically, sometimes emotionally. So yeah, that and I
0: guess my example mm-hmm. there was physical, but the examples mm-hmm. that she uses in the video are all emotional and She actually, um, she gave really good advice for ending arguments. And that was one thing she said. And it was just like, I'm not able to think straight right now. I need to take some time. I need to cool off so I don't say anything I regret. And I thought Mm -hmm. that was so wise. And like, that's something people should try to do more is if it is escalating, if it is getting crazy, Take a moment, step back, cool off, and approach it later on with fresh eyes. This one is brilliant because, uh, again, I'm going to relate a lot of these to uh, current affairs and to issues that are going on today.
1: That's great. I love that you do that because it's a great way of practicing vocabulary words.
0: Also. Definitely. And uh, well, I, I was thinking of some examples, especially related to this one, and I couldn't stop thinking about um, the difference between Sweden and the difference between the United States. And, for example, Sweden straight away put their hands up and said, we screwed up, a lot of old people died, a lot of old people are going to die, and our care homes are destroyed right now with COVID. But you know what? They they put their hands up straight away. And they were like, yeah, we screwed up, guys. It is what it is, but we're going to try to fix it. Whereas situations in the USA and some other countries – they would just deny it and they would not accept any feelings towards it. And they're just kind of like, yeah, not my problem. There is no problem here. So they kind of like covered it up almost. So she gave a great definition for this word, which is a noun. And the definition is the ability to take responsibility for what you did without incurring shame.
1: Accountability.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And her definition is bang on yeah. perfect for accountability. Exactly.
1: The best kind of accountability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which also means responsibility or sometimes, have you heard this word answerability?
0: I have not heard answerability.
1: Okay. Would it make sense to you if someone said answerability? If someone said it to
0: me, I would definitely understand it, but I would have to ask them where they heard the word from because that's okay. brand new to me.
1: <laughs> okay. Because uh, I've heard it, and then I looked it up in the dictionary. I couldn't find it, but I've heard it a few times. Mm -hmm. So check in with you.
0: But I find, I just love her definition. Like, take responsibility without incurring shame. And I love because that's Mm -hmm. what Sweden have done. Sweden have said, guys, we fucked up. We made a lot of mistakes. A lot of people Mm -hmm. have died and will die. But they have accountability. And that's the most important thing right now.
1: You know, because I think without in carrying shame is that a lot of times people think if they fess up to something, if just they say, sorry, I messed up, um, it's just full of shame for them. They can't do that without feeling shame. They would feel embarrassed and shameful for doing that. Like some people think that there is no way that they would admit making mistakes. They just always have to blame other people and ignore things and deny things. And as you said, cover things up and to completely ignore things so if you are okay with saying that people make mistakes and you need to be accountable you need to be responsible for your actions and it's okay i'll admit it and you know people might blame me and uh get angry at me but it's fine it's just my responsibility to admit it
0: yeah well you're 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 Taking responsibility for what happened, and Mm -hmm. someone made a decision somewhere to do something, not just in COVID cases, but with everything. And I feel that just today, if there was more accountability for people's actions, there'd be a lot less problems. And I think, for example, online, everyone can hide behind a username, everyone can have a fake profile picture or something, and they like to big themselves up because there's no accountability for what you say online. There's Mm -hmm. very little accountability, usually so
1: very true very true you see that in all the different layers of life with parents some parents would never accept um accountability would never be accountable for the wrongdoings that they've done to their kids and the ways that they've hurt them and broken them you know yeah so i think it's in relationships and in, um, interpersonal relationships and romantic relationships and all sorts
0: of communications. Well, I think everyone has to be held accountable for their actions. And if everyone mm-hmm. is held accountable, it's, uh, it's a lot better. It's a lot better yes. society to live in, I find. So,
1: Absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to ask you about this adjective that she uses. Okay. She uses it in relation to part of the brain. So it's the name of part of the brain. It also means compassionate and kind, understanding, loving, caring. So if a person is that, it means that they have empathy, they have kindness, they have compassion. And it is also, the way she says it, it's very different. It means related to part of the brain that is responsible
0: for certain things. Interesting.
1: It starts with an S.
0: Starts with an S. It's not surviving. It's not... Mm. Hmm. Like related. if someone is
1: really... Mm, it means they're really kind and compassionate and sacrificial. Exactly.
0: Sympathetic. Thank you for your definition. I got it just there. Yes. Good,
1: good. Okay. So she talks a about sympathetic. And then she also... Can I ask you a follow-up question? Yes. I know that it's not my turn. I Do it. cannot. Thank you. So... She talks about sympathetic part of the brain and this other part of the brain that you add a prefix to sympathetic. This prefix could have different meanings. The first meaning of it is when you say something is beyond or over. The second meaning of it is sometimes related to some uh, professions or jobs. So for example, if I say "Mm, legal, it means someone who works in... um, like in the law legal system and helps a lawyer. So, yes.
0: That would be paralegal.
1: Yay. So para is that prefix that sometimes it means beyond, like related to that meaning of professions and jobs. There's also this um, profession that means someone who is in the um, healthcare system and someone who helps doctors, like, a lot of times um, in an ambulance or when ambulances oh. are dispatched.
0: Paramedic.
1: Paramedics. Of so that's yeah. that's related to the that. I Did not know part. that's
0: where that came from. Interesting. I'm learning mm-hmm. so much right now.
1: Oh, you're very modest always.
0: Like I had no idea. I never. It, obviously, I knew what a paramedic was. <laughs> there's no doubt. But <laughs> I just never thought about the para and the medic, and then mm-hmm. paramedic.
1: Okay. So let me give you a hint for the first meaning of it. See, I'm sure you know this word. It is a word that means when there are activities or things or phenomena that you think are beyond the routine, ordinary level of things or existence. So for example, if you say something is para, it means you think it's metaphysical, supernatural, related to things humans don't understand
0: paranormal,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. paranormal activity. Have you ever watched that TV show?
1: Yes, regrettably.
0: (laughs) Regrettably, no (laughs) way.
1: (laughs) You like it?
0: No, I'm I'm not too keen on it, but um, I don't know. What what do you think? Do you believe in paranormal activity? Do you believe in paranormal uh, beings or something?
1: I do not believe in anything. Um, metaphysical or supernatural or unscientific yeah i think that science has not discovered so many things about this universe and it's an awe-inspiring universe but a lot of things that we don't understand and we can't figure out so i don't i'm not saying that science can answer everything yeah. but i'm sure like a lot of these made-up stories that people have also don't answer anything yeah. All you right. go.
0: So she talks a lot about history, actually. And she talks about where she got her love for not bickering, not arguing, but for helping people. And I would like you to tell me where did her parents meet? Uh, can you remember the, uh, the time period or anything related? And I'm looking for two words.
1: Okay. Um, does the second word means a place where people set up camp.
0: Yes.
1: Tense. I wanted to say tense. I said camp. So listen. is the second word yes, camp? Yes,
0: set up tents.
1: Okay. So the second word is camp. And the first word could have different meanings. Sometimes it means focus. Yes. Okay. Am I giving you a hard time instead of just saying the answer? No.
0: Nope.
1: <laughs> so concentration camp? Yes are you looking
0: for that I was looking for that unfortunately I was looking for that but Mm -hmm. I love when she talks about her parents and how despite the fact that they were in a concentration camp dehumanized everything like that treated like animals they still find time for these basic human feelings of love and at a time when everything would have been going against you you've lost everyone you've ever known your way of life is done you still find time to fall in love. You still find a way. Love finds a way. That's what I found really inspiring about this part. So
1: Nice. Very nice. So Concentration Camp is a prison where political prisoners, like civilians, are kept. And they're uh, treated very cruelly and inhumanely and brutally like the atrocities that happened during the second world war yeah. and that's what she's talking about.
0: That's exactly the one she is talking about and mm-hmm. yeah, not just limited to world war two, unfortunately, even today, we still have some concentration sure. and it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just uh, I found it super interesting because it's like, it's not that long ago, you know, it's not that long ago when these things were in Europe mm-hmm. That's what I find Mm -hmm. mad about the whole situation. And when she's just talking about it, I found it real beautiful the way she was able to describe how her parents met each other and how they fell in love, despite the fact that they were the sole survivors of their family. So Mm
1: -hmm. that's tough. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was a beautiful story. Okay. I'm going to ask about this phrase that I think is really fascinating that we do it and we are prone to it so it uh it is made up of two parts i'm going to give you definitions for the two words for the first word and the second word and then after that i'll tell you what it means all together the first word in this phrase means affirmation when you affirm something when you approve of something so approval or affirmation the second word in it means prejudice or partiality, like when you're partial about something and when you are prejudiced and when you are subjective, completely subjective about something, you have this tendency. Should I go on?
0: Keep going. Keep going. Yeah.
1: You have this tendency. So altogether, it means the tendency that people have that they always validate their already existing beliefs by the new information they get.
0: Confirmation bias.
1: You knew it from the second second. <laughs> Yay. I, got
0: from I got it towards the end, not early on. I even wrote down <laughs> affirmation and prejudice, and I was trying to think about it. And I was like, "Okay, what is this? What is this? What is this?" <laughs> Just one or two hints towards the end, it clicked. So
1: awesome! Isn't it fascinating how confirmation bias works in people?
0: My God, you can twist anything in your favor. Like, um, exactly,
1: exactly. I have a very interesting example of that. There, there's this TED talk that is about the nature of reality, how we humans perceive reality, and is a fascinating TED talk. It says that the reality, as we see it, is uh, is delusional. So the point is that it's kind of like an outlandish idea, but the guy is a scientist and um, he has a lot of um, great arguments. So I gave this as an assignment to this person who is really religious and who has a lot of um, like really traditional and religious ideas. I could also say dogmatic. Okay. Um, and then, based on what she heard in the talk, she was telling me how her religion is absolutely right about everything in the world. So that that was a perfect example of confirmation bias like this talk is about something completely opposite to what she was saying from my point of view so i had my own confirmation bias and she had her own confirmation bias and it was fascinating i told her i should have recorded this conversation
0: it is so interesting confirmation bias can really uh be utilized for people to just well just to uh to uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Validate to validate their beliefs, or to validate their actions, or something. They'll find a way. They'll always mm-hmm. find a way to do that. And mm-hmm. you know? um, related to that, um, I always talk about the confirmation cave. And there's too many people who are in a confirmation cave today. Have you ever heard that expression? Or
1: is it similar to what do we say? Um, bubble chamber yeah like what it was what chamber
0: your well i would say your confirmation chamber or your chamber Mm -hmm. but um like your confirmation cave just gets bigger and bigger and bigger when you surround yourself with only like-minded people and Mm -hmm. your confirmation cave gets darker and darker when you only subject yourself to the media which confirms what you believe and you know you never get an outside view there's no external light coming in and that's that's similar to confirmation bias, just where you'll always find a way to twist something in your favor, in that regard. So
1: exactly, and nowadays with what Facebook does to us and Instagram does to us, they just feed us the things that they already know we like and yeah. we approve of, and they just little by little um, strengthen that the, the biases that we have. Yeah, which is disastrous.
0: Oh, it's terrible. You're only subjected to one opinion and who decides what you are subjected to. It's um, it's a very interesting yeah. conversation, but that's also why I deleted all my personal accounts actually on those platforms. So I find that okay. was a very, that was a really good way to just uh, take a break from everything and just keep it for teaching English, which is what I love about it. So.
1: Good, good. Awesome.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So.
0: Right. Oh so, this is a noun. Um this is a noun for your opinion, for your viewpoint, for how you see something. Not physically how you see it, but how you interpret something. Perception? Nah, close, close, very close. Changed. Perspective? Yes, perspective. Perspective.
1: Yay. Okay so we said opinion opinion view viewpoint perspective
0: yeah and i right. gets often used as a question what's your perspective on this mm. um, on this proposal for example and mm. i just want to know what's your opinion what do you think about it what's your what will happen if we go at this route for example
1: awesome i have a verb that she uses that means to calm someone down Mm-hmm. to mollify someone. It means when someone is really angry, you want to use some strategies to um, to calm them down, to appease them. Appease is also another word.
0: Mm-hmm. To pacify them.
1: Exactly, to pacify. Mm-hmm. So we also have this little thing that we give babies to pacify them that they suck on. We call that
0: the pacifier
1: mm-hmm. so yeah. that's a that's a good way of remembering what pacify means
0: we don't call it a pacifier in ireland
1: yeah let me give me a hint i want to guess because i've heard it
0: begins at an s hmm. and it's kind of like to calm you down or something because let's be real if there's a baby crying and you put this like you put a pacifier in the mouth something happens everywhere
1: does so- start with soothe? Yes. Oh, soother.
0: Soother, yes. Oh,
1: really? You call it a soother?
0: Yeah, get that baby a soother. Shut him up.
1: <laughs> there's also another word for it because soothe also means pacify. To soothe someone yeah. to pacify and appease and calm. But then there's also another word. I think it's British, or it's. Hmm.
0: British. What did they say? I know we say soother. They might have suck. I don't know a sucker a word, but he's a sucker. A sucker. I, think,
1: <laughs> I think it starts with a Y. Let me see.
0: Oh, I couldn't tell you. I have no clue at all. Mm, useless.
1: It starts with a D. It's it's British. It starts with a D. That also means a mannequin. It means ah oh, dummy. Dummy. Andrew. You
0: heard it. I would never I have called it a dog. All
1: right, okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm ready for yours.
0: All right, so... Ba, 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 ba. All right, I actually only have like one or two more written on paper. Um, all right, this one is used... It's an adjective to describe many different things. But in this case here, it's used in a negative way to describe a person. Um, this person... Can't control their temper. This person, when they're angry, they'll go on Twitter and they'll send 20 tweets out, for example. This person will, um, if they're driving their car and someone just cuts them off, they don't get a little angry. They get furious. This Mm -hmm. is a blank person. What type of person are they?
1: Explosive.
0: Damn right. Explosive. Yes, mm-hmm. a very explosive person. And I don't think we could ever use it emotionally to describe, a, a, to use in a positive way. I don't think so. No, to describe, don't think so. He's, he's a very explosive person or she's very explosive. For me, it just means they get angry very fast.
1: Exactly. Someone who's really short-tempered.
0: Oh, extremely. They're going to just lose it. They're going to blow up at mm-hmm. any second.
1: Mm -hmm. they're really hard-headed
0: oh boy I know lots of people I know lots of explosive people yeah yeah
1: would you describe yourself as explosive
0: not anymore definitely not maybe when I was younger I would have got angry a lot faster but now no because I got more perspective on life you know and that's that's a big part of what she says as well she's Mm -hmm. like perspective has helped her when she spoke, exactly. when she heard her parents arguing, and the father will turn to the mother and say, "Is this worth it? After everything mm-hmm. we've been through, we're going to argue over this little tiny thing." Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: yeah, in my life, I've had a lot of perspective, which is great. I think.
1: Great, great. The way she says it, the way she uses uh, she uses perspective is a beautiful expression. She says, "When people put things." in perspective right if you put things in perspective you understand the priority of the things what is important what is least important so you understand the importance and significance of things in life that's also the expression that I remember so the more you put things in perspective the less explosive you become I would say that yeah
0: and I think Mm -hmm. like today, people need more perspective. During COVID, people need perspective. They need to realize that, hey, guys, this is not the worst thing in the world. You know, it could be a million times worse. And like, once people realize how lucky they are, and I know it sounds so cheesy to say that, oh, you're lucky you have a house over a roof over your head and so on and so forth. But it's just like her parents had the perspective of the concentration camp, which is obviously going to be one of the best perspectives in life that nothing would ever come close to that level. That's the craziest. I've had health perspectives. I've had some issues with health and everything gets put into perspective after that. So it's like, yeah, if you're pissed off about what's going on right now, sit back and reflect and get some goddamn perspective on it. So mm-hmm.
1: This compound noun. That means when you have respect for yourself, it's a great um, topic in psychology that they say people need to have that. It means when you, you know you know your own worth, and you have respect for yourself, and it also means that you have respect for other people. Mm-hmm. And so it starts with, should I tell you? I think you're ready now. It. So it's
0: a compound noun, and to mm-hmm. say that you have respect for yourself. Um self-respect it's obviously not because mm-hmm.
1: so cool. self-respect self-love along with a lot of times people think it means confidence but I would really differentiate it from confidence because mm-hmm. confidence and this are totally different things is the
0: first word self
1: mm-hmm.
0: is the second word assured self-assured
1: no, no. Mm-hmm. Self-assured. It's, it's a noun i'm looking for the noun so if you are self-assured if you are self-confident, self-assured, you have self-love well and self-worth. You, you have a high. So the second word starts with an E. That means respect. It is also a verb that means to respect.
0: Begins with an E.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Self- efficate is what I can remember, but that's the exact opposite. Self.
1: Self-efficacy. Did you say?
0: Yeah, I was going for e- efficacy.
1: Self-efficacy is part of that. Have you heard of this book? I love this book by Nathaniel Brandon. It's called Six Pillars of Something. So in in the book, he talks about the six fundamental um, pillars or foundations of having that for yourself, which is the concept of knowing your worth and knowing your value and respecting yourself and loving yourself yourself. One but, of the aspects is actually accountability. One of the pillars yeah. is responsibility and accountability.
0: I mean, I'm trying to think of self-ease. Self-empathy could be one, but I don't think it's self-empathy. I've never mm-hmm. used self-empathy. Self, mm-hmm. I have no clue. I'm going to give up. You know to <laughs> tell me?
1: <laughs> no, no, don't give up yet. I'm going to give you one more clue. So let me use the second verb in a context that is very um, commonly used. Like in letters, when people want to address a university or college or committee, they say, for example, I've received a letter from your university, which means like very respected and... Um, Esteem. I think yay.
0: My God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So self-esteem.
0: Yes, self-esteem.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. So if a person... So would you self- say
1: self-esteem? Go on. Go ahead.
0: Oh, after you. Would
1: you say self-esteem and self-confidence are very similar or the same thing? Or would you differentiate between them?
0: I would have a differentiation between them. Um, they self-confidence and self-esteem... Self-confidence, I feel like you can have self-confidence in certain aspects of life, but maybe not in every aspect of life, whereas self-esteem, I feel, would be more umbrella where it would affect you more than self-confidence. Like if you have no self-esteem, you might have trouble leaving your house at times, maybe. I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a doctor Mm -hmm. or anything, but I'm just thinking as I, I'm talking as I think here, so self-esteem would you yeah, say I would, same?
1: I would say self-esteem is something more fundamental and you might be able to kind of exude this um vibe of confidence you might be able to fool people that you're a confident person but if you deep down don't of self-esteem and you don't respect yourself there is a lot of difference between how you really feel inside and how you sometimes come across to other people so I think self-esteem is the genuine real worth and value that you think you have as a human being yeah and other people also have because I think self-esteem is when you respect yourself and you respect other people as well you feel like you have the right to have your own opinions and have your own life and choices and other people also have that. So I think there was a lot of difference. And I actually um, found that out um, after I read that book that I told you about, Six yeah. Pillars of Self-Esteem. is a fantastic book.
0: And what would you do? What would you suggest for someone who has low self-esteem? and that's it for now ladies and gentlemen so as i said this was not the full conversation if you want the full conversation go to our youtube channels links are in the descriptions i absolutely loved this conversation the topic was interesting so now you should either go to our youtube channel And watch the longer version of this as well as the Esther Perel interview. Most of all, I just hope you learned something. I hope you're happy. I hope you're healthy. And we will talk soon.